Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Wellness with Liz Earle. And today I am truly delighted to be joined by serial well-being and beauty entrepreneur Marcia Kilgore, a lady who has launched not one, but five brilliant brands. Marcia has founded Bliss, Flip Flop, Soap and Glory, Soap Duper, and of course, the latest one, Beauty Pie. A true business guru, and that, as you know, is not a word I ever use lightly. She's also a genuine beauty expert, and we'll be chatting later about the secrets to her amazing skin I'm sitting beside. Marcia, welcome. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me here. Oh, thank you for making the time, because you are based in Switzerland now, is that right? Yes, I go back and forth between Switzerland and London, and sometimes New York, and wherever else I need wherever. to be. Well, I follow you on Instagram, and I know that you are all over the place, so it's great to have you here in my wellbeing studios but I want to go right back to the beginning where as we get started now to really find out where it all started for you because I mentioned all those great brands which anybody who's anybody in the beauty business will know and admire where did it come from for you you know I think that in my DNA somewhere is the need to make women feel happier um, I think when I was younger, my mom, I could see her struggle quite a lot because I had quite a difficult childhood growing up and my father died quite early. And there was something about living in a family with all girls where I guess the, you know, the lead was perhaps struggling and perhaps needing a bit of cheering up. And, mm. and it was something that I wanted to create things for her and create experiences for her that made her a happy person. Were you the eldest? Because I often say that often the eldest leads. I was the youngest. Oh, wow. And, Interesting. Yes, and my two older sisters, I think maybe perhaps weren't as perceptive or yeah. maybe didn't require what I required in terms of positivity in my daily surroundings. So you create it, don't yeah, you? You certainly do. And this was in Canada. Is that yes. your accent that I'm picking up? Uh, yes, I I grew up in both a mixture of Calgary, which is in Alberta, and Saskatchewan, okay. which is above North Dakota. And if you've ever seen the movie Fargo. Yes, indeed. Just imagine 600 miles north. And <laughs> north that's why, of Fargo. Yes, okay. and that's why I got out. <laughs> okay. Now, you got out and you didn't, as one might expect listening to your CV, um, go to Harvard, do an MBA, become a kind of business entrepreneur. You, you started very practically, didn't you? I did start very practically. In fact, though, I had written the SATs, which isn't something that normal Canadian students do, mm. when I was in 12th grade. And I did get accepted to Columbia University. And it was just when they were starting to accept women, believe it or not. And I'm not even 
even that old. So that's no. shocking to think that Columbia Gosh. didn't take women because women went to Barnard. So the first year that they took women, I was accepted. And my sister, who was living in New York at the time, told me, if you get accepted, I will pay your tuition. And so I got accepted and I showed up in New York. And she, unfortunately, had some tax issues that oh, year. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I was sort of too late to apply for a student loan because I was a foreign student. And I kind of just had to wing it. So what did you do? Well, I thought, why is this happening for me? Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> that's something that's one of your mottos, isn't it? Why is it happening for, for me, me and not to me? Yes. You're not the victim here. No, I am trying to think of the gift that comes with every situation and every struggle so that you can learn from it and grow stronger muscles and then learn yeah. how to overcome it. Should it happen again? Hopefully not. But there was clearly a gift here because it was the gift of, of business. and Yes, learning how to struggle and make it work and do everything and roll up your sleeves and mm -hmm. figure it out. And so there I was in New York. I had $300. My mother had given me for my graduation present a backpack that was luggage. <laughs> and I don't think she was thinking, I'm making a statement here. I was thinking... <laughs> Maybe you know she thought it was a practical item, and I yep. could probably use it if I wanted to go somewhere and not get out of my house. Yeah, and my girlfriend got a suitcase for her twenty-first. But so I was <laughs> quite a well-behaved teenager, and I did quite well at school, and I didn't, you know, party all night or cause problems. But I think she was just done by the time mm. her third girl, you know, was eighteen. She was done raising us by herself. So I got to New York. I had my $300, which I had saved. And at the beginning, I was living with my sister. And I just had to figure out I couldn't live with my sister long term. We have one of those relationships that's just difficult because we're two very different people. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to have, I think, a, you know, more free existence. So I had to figure out how to make enough money to pay my own rent, which when you're 18 and you're in New York and, you know, the cheapest studio you can find is maybe $600 a month, was still a lot of money. Significant. Yeah. yeah. So I had to use the skills that I had to... Um, you know, to to make it work. And at the time, um, I was I was a bodybuilder in Canada as my hobby. Oh, and I know that's goodness. a bit strange. Really? But there wasn't much else to do growing up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, that wasn't about drinking. Right? Okay. So, so you were lifting weights? I was lifting weights. And I won a couple of bodybuilding titles. And do then you have I, pictures? I have a few. Yeah, I have you a few. You need to share. I'll, I'll say it's depressing when I look at them now. <laughs> the state of my abs back then was quite fantastic. And now, maybe not the same. But you look epic. You can at least, you know. Mm -hmm. I can picture the scene. Yeah, it was. So did like you start something. to train others? Is I that what happened? I started to train others, okay. and for fifteen dollars an hour, I had yeah. the, you know, kind of a who's who of the fashion world and the film world back then, because there were a couple of gyms, mm. one on East Ninety Second Street and one on East Twenty First Street. I was downtown, so I went to the one on East Twenty First Street, and it was really before gyms got going. Mm. You know, there was no Equinox back then. There were no crunches or any of the big gym chains there was no soul cycle it was better bodies and it was a tiny sweaty real bodybuilders gym on east 21st street Jean-Claude Van Damme was in there oh, extraordinary it was it was fun so when did the beauty kick in then well I started to 
be a personal trainer because mm. that's how I could make money and that's what I knew. And so I started to, between trying to save money so that I could go to school part-time, which I eventually did, and trying to do personal training so that I could you know, make this money and then go to school and, you know, it, it got kind of exhausting. Mm. So I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning, go to a session as a personal trainer, then run to NYU, take an economics class, then go to a session somewhere else. And it was all over Manhattan. So I was up and down. And, and by, you know, two years later, my skin was just a disaster. And it had always been quite oily. But when you don't have time to keep your face clean, it's very humid, you're yeah, oily by, mm. you know, by nature. It was it was quite tough. So one summer I decided that I would go to Christine Valmy and take a crash course in how to do facials instead of going with one of my wealthier clients to the Hamptons and hanging out in the Hamptons and taking them jogging from time to time. So I learned how to give facials and I learned about anatomy and physiology of the skin and I learned about some you know basic ingredients because back then right, which was probably 1989, 1990, mm. you know, cosmetics were very different. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't have peptides and no. you didn't even have alpha hydroxy acids, right? No. The only kind of peel no. you had back then was probably an enzymatic, mm. papaya. Yes, yeah, right? good old AHAs. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I learned how to do facials and then I realized, you know, I don't think I can run around for the rest of my life doing personal training sessions because I literally would go to a client's house and take them for a nine mile run. And then I'd go to the next client's house and run them up and down the stairs in their building and then do some yoga. And then I would go to my, and it was, it was tiring. But I thought I could give facials more than one time a day. I could probably give eight facials a day and still go to NYU and not fall asleep during my classes because right. they were quite expensive. And I didn't want to pay all this money in tuition and fall asleep, which was happening sometimes when mm. I was, you know, trying to juggle the personal training job at the same time. So I started to give, I was still doing personal training, still going to school part time. And then I started to do facials and slowly, gradually, more and more people started to come in and have facials so I could give up some of the personal training. Um, and I think probably until 1996, I still got up at seven o'clock in the morning. Actually, I got up at six to be at seven o'clock in the morning at my favorite personal training client. But I gave up all of the rest of them. And then eventually when I opened Bliss, I kind of had to just say. So opening Bliss, you know, you really made beauty salons cool, didn't you? Because yeah. back in the day, the beauty salon was, it was quite... Punitive. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was sort of rubber massage belts and yes. electronic current. And, and shame. Yeah, it was a lot Extraction of shame. Yeah, it wasn't a pampering experience no. that it is now. It's it's not that wonderful day spa. So. Yeah, it wasn't making you feel good about yourself or feel happy or feel. So that the concept of bliss. I mean, the very word says it. Doesn't yes, it? exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to give mm. people. Create a place where they could go. Our tagline then was that you don't have to leave town to get away, and right. it was about being in the middle of this hectic, you know, city. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and and being able to go somewhere and have this little respite where you forgot where you were as if you had been on vacation and leave feeling blissful and then from there the products followed was that always your idea that you would then have a line yeah and no it wasn't so we had very luckily and I'm still grateful for this you know the power of the media mm. right as I was about to open bliss probably two or three months before American Vogue had done a story about a face cream that I sold and actually imported, which was an oxygen cream, and put it next to an Irving Penn photo and called it Culp Creams. Mm. And suddenly the entire world started to call to buy this cream. 
that's just such a moment, isn't it, when that happens? I, I had never, I don't think to this day I've ever seen anything quite like that yeah. because the rush of people and the also the length of time that it continued where we would, this was the day of answering machines, right? I was going to say before internet, before online. There was no online mm. ordering going on. This was, you know, you'd leave a message. So we would leave the spot at nine o'clock at night having packed boxes in between giving facials not that there was any time but the receptionist would be packing the boxes because we didn't plan for this there was nowhere mm. to do it and between nine o'clock and seven thirty the next morning or eight o'clock there would be hundreds of messages on the answering machine from other you know other cities people all over america trying to order this face cream and literally that article mm. probably paid for 75% of the build-out of Bliss, which opened in July of that year. So did you think, right, this is obviously there's something in this cream, and, or in creams general? Yeah, it was really it's something great like, in vogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a great cream. Yeah. Is it the best technology today? No. no. Was it? It was incredible technology back then. Yeah. Would I use it on my face today as my cream? No. No, well, we will definitely get onto what you're using on your face because, well, you'll see. I mean, we will have podcast notes online after this so that people can go and see exactly how gorgeous you do look. But moving on from Bliss, when did Fit Flop happen? Because that was, was that the next chronological no, The next chronological one was um, Soap and Glory. Was it? Yes. So I launched... So you sold Bliss, is I that right? I sold Bliss in... Okay, so in two parts. Mm. I sold Bliss in um, 70% of it to LVMH mm -hmm. in 1999. It was a crazy time in the 90s. It was. Yeah. And, I remember um, it well. Yeah. Uh, there were so many great brands that started, right? It was yeah. as if there was an alignment of the planets. Completely. Which I really believe in. And our mutual friend, Kathy. Kathy Phillips. Yes. Yeah, with this She works. would absolutely yeah. bring you some chart that would tell you... <laughs> This is going to be a big year. And she absolutely believes it, but is an intellectual. Yeah. But she knows there is something. So many great alignment. beauty brands started. I mean, I remember when Lizelle Beauty Company started in 95. Yeah. You know, and we've got Bobby Same Brown and Mac. Time. And, you know, there's a lot of, yeah. lot of great brands yeah, happening. Yeah, and Kate then. Spade yes, started indeed. then. Um, there were so many gyms, so Crunch. Yeah. Right? Equinox started at that time. I mean, you could go back and name mm. probably 100 things that are still here today that started then, right? Yeah. Whole Foods, Gourmet Garage, all those sort of New York mm. institutions all started. And a lot of things come and go, but there must have been something very, you know, the alignment of the plants yeah. with longevity. So you sold 70%, you kept 30 LVMH, Was that the yes. idea that you were going to stay in? Yes, I was going to stay in. And, you know, I didn't really know. I mean, I'd never sold a business before. I didn't know if it would be great to be owned by them or not great. I didn't know, you know, I thought this will really help because we don't have any money because, you know, oh, you put happens? everything into the brand, everything. Yeah. And then oh, you yeah. expand because, yeah, yeah so we yeah. opened 15 treatment rooms and we were still in debt to the construction yeah. guy. So the contractor, he told me we can stretch this. We can probably not pay them until November. I didn't have. <laughs> I didn't have a dime when we first opened, but we managed to pay them back on time. But I didn't take a loan or anything like yeah. that. And so three years in, we thought when we would expand, it would be great. The waiting list would be eased up. No problem. We were open for a month at Bliss, the, you know, the bigger version with the 12 treatment rooms, and we were already booked for mm -hmm. nine months. So then people started to get angry that they couldn't get in. Yes. So we thought, we got to expand. So the floor above us was coming up for rent. So three years later, or it was either two or three years later, we opened another floor. So we had 24 treatment rooms 
upstairs and then we had to build a staircase and build out the whole upstairs so once again every, every dime totally, had gone into yeah. upstairs and then yeah. you've got tax to pay because yeah. of course you've built this stuff and sure. you have to pay tax and on your investment and people to pay and oh. yeah endless yeah it was it was endless mm -hmm. and so someone comes along offering you money mm. and you just think it would be nice to get off this treadmill of owing money all the time and maybe actually think I can go go and breathe. Yeah, and, do and something. maybe go shop for a weekend and not worry about mm -hmm. it. So it seemed they came with an offer of seventy percent. Mm -hmm. I thought that yep. sounds great. Who's gonna, you know, you're not gonna argue really, no. especially when you're twenty eight years old and twenty eight. Yes, twenty eight. <laughs> and so, and they were really, and probably still are, the world's leading luxury. Yeah. Brand conglomerate. Yeah, they have a great reputation. They do. So we mm. sold to them and I stayed for five years. Mm. And then the business, so this was after 2001, actually LVMH decided they didn't want that many beauty companies, although they had, then they started Sephora. Mm -hmm. But in terms of individual brands, they were going to stay kind of with Guerlain and things that were associated with their fashion houses, which makes sense, Fair actually. Yeah, what, what were they doing buying us anyway? We were just hot. Well, we were yeah, hot you at were the very time. Hot. And I think Bernardo and his daughter really loved us. Okay. And it was like, she thinks That's it's helpful. cool. Let's go buy it. <laughs> and I was on the receiving end, you know, very happy. Yeah. Um, and so they then sold our business, their shares, and I sold my shares to Starwood Hotel. Right. Who still was, have it? No. No? So Bliss, you know, I've been out of it for since 2004. Um, and it has changed hands a few times, but I will say it was sold to LVMH, the biggest luxury group. Mm. Then it was sold to Starwood Hotels, the world's largest hotel group. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't bad. No, not then at all. Then it was sold to, I think, Elemis or Steiner oh. Leisure, okay, the world's yes. largest leisure. On cruise ships. Yes. Yeah. Then it was recently sold back, back to El Caraton, which is... LVMH's investment small projects arm. Interesting, come full circle. Right? So you then went from there to found this really funky brand, Soap and Glory. Glory. So yes. what led you to do that? What inspired you? Having been, I mean, Billis was already pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. So why did you want to go and do something again? You know, at the time, again? I, was ha I was having children. So mm. I had my first son, and I was planning to have another one, and I wanted to have a balanced existence. And I had met with somebody once um, from... I think he worked at the time for Mac and has since gone up the ranks in Estee Lauder. And I remember him saying, just do products. Don't do people. Do products. Yeah. It's much easier to just sell products and don't deal with staff. And, and I of course, you had all those therapists, so you yes. knew all about service yeah, it's, and it's clients. A lot of, yes. It is a lot, isn't it? I mean, it? I love clients and mm. I love service. And I find it to be, A, it's a beautiful community. So you actually create this family around you mm -hmm. when you're, your clients and your customers kind of become your family. Sure. And then there's the labyrinth of negotiating customer service and just trying to make everybody happy. But, but dealing with staff, you know, the manicurists and the massage therapists, and they're very artistic in a way. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a challenge and it was a lot of work. And yeah. I wanted to have my own children, not those children. Okay, fair enough. Yes. And so I thought, I well, you. if I eliminate the children from this, I do have just the products left. Mm -hmm. So I want to have my own children and then I'll just sell products. And what was the theory behind Soap and Glory? What was your mission It was there? really the best bang for your beauty budget. Right. So what can you make that could be sold, you know, at retail and in mass market or what I would call mastige mm -hmm. um, that was still a really great designer level 
product in terms of how it smelled, how it felt. It wouldn't necessarily be expensive ingredients. We didn't necessarily mm. have high-tech products, mm. but you got a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. So big things of shower gel, you know, fun. Mm. It was fun to interact with, and it was really high quality for the price yeah. point. And it's interesting, that word mastige, and that's a space that I'm familiar with in beauty. And for anybody listening who's not come across that term, it's the, the combination of mass market and prestige, which historically have been two very separate parts of a beauty business. Um, and then this merging together with brands like Soap and Glory and to an extent Lizelle Beauty as yes. well. It's just mastige. You've got I think you're more t yours, yours was more tige. Tige than Mine the mass. Was more mass. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you ended up selling that brand to Boots, is that yes, right? Yes. Okay. And yeah. you stayed in for a bit? No. You went completely? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm, I love it at the time mm. and I love the the community that it builds yeah. and my staff. Yeah. Um, but I am really um, an independent. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm quite an independent that. thinker and I'm not very good with large corporations yeah it's a different it's a very different game isn't it yeah so where does fit flop fit into that that's a bit of a tongue twister yes well done well done <laughs> so tell me about that because yes. that's a really amazing one well, you know to go from beauty to footwear yes well you know someone said to me once that the limits to the beauty industry are really in our imaginations and it was actually Neil Fisk who wrote this book called Trading Up. And he was a Bain Capital consultant or something like that who ended up at one point um, working for Bath & Body Works. And I remember watching a speech of his where he said that and it really resonated with me because I thought, wait a second, he's right. Beauty products aren't just things that make you look good on the outside or that you, you know, shampoo your hair with. It can actually also be something that makes you walk taller mm. or feel better or have more energy. Or And so that opened my mind up to the possibility of thinking of different items because I'm certainly a beauty product girl. I'm not, I would never think of myself as a footwear person back then, mm -hmm. but now... You're wearing think, very funky shoes, I, I have am, to these say. Are, those are the they're, newest slip-on. They're pull sort of glittery, pull-on, trainery things. Incredibly, which... incredibly, incredibly ergonomic, and you just bounce down the street in these things. <laughs> I have to get you some to try. Totally. Well, I, lo I love the glitter. I love the styling. The fact that you've brought kind of funk into functionality and, as you say, ergonomic. The funk in functionality. Whoa. Whoa. You can have that line. Thank you. <laughs> So you don't stop, do you? <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So you're still doing <laughs> FitFlop, is that right? That's yeah, still, so I so still that's, have FitFlop, okay. but I have a whole team that runs it who okay. are much better at it than I am. So I came up with the idea, mm. right? I wanted to have... A great name again, Fit Flop. You know, yes. all your names are really cool. Well, that's the fun. That actually, it's usually the pun that starts mm-hmm. the idea. Mm-hmm. And same with, you know, Beauty Pie. It was yeah. the idea of getting a bigger piece of the pie that then started how does how do we then make this work mm. and it all just rolls usually out of the pun yeah well um, that's of course the latest one but in between all that we have yet another brand yes which is super duper super duper super duper i'm well, so sorry soap so yes. so tell me the, the story behind super duper so after i had given you know soap and glory over to boots and mm. they took the baby and you know ran with it yeah um i decided that i would take everything that i'd learned in the industry of mastige bath and body products mm-hmm. and try knowing what the zeitgeist is and knowing what we should responsibly be doing for the environment with our products and do it right. So first put the checklist together because I'd never before sat back and said, all right, what do we want to make sure is true before we launch this product? And for the zeitgeist as well, because we know that plastic is a big problem, right? We know that we're starting to pollute the water table with some of the ingredients that are being washed down the... Um, down our drains. We know that plastic in the oceans is a big product uh, or a problem, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, and even microplastics, not even the micro sure. beads, but just the... Even the films, everything, the micro micros. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. fibers in mascara, right? If you wash yes. them down the drain yeah. in lengthening mascaras, they're going to end up in the water supply because they don't necessarily get filtered out. So all of these problems that we haven't thought about and trying to actually create a brand that was, again, putting the funk in functionality. Mm. If I'm going to steal that I'll steal it right now. (laughs) Um, Thank you. And and try and do something that is entertaining and fun and lovable. And you've got the wall of sound so that people instantly recognize it. But at the same time, we do a lot of good Mm. by doing a lot of business. So A, we recycle plastic because our bottles and our jars are 100% recycled plastic. We're still working on the pumps. Because yes, there that's isn't a, bit, a recyclable, it? well, we found a recyclable pump. Now we've asked the pump supplier if they can do the fully recyclable pump in post-consumer recycled plastic because they have a recyclable pump, but it's not out of recycled plastic. Okay. So yeah. we're challenging them to raise the bar Great. even further. Yeah. So we've done that in terms of our packaging, made it very simple. So it's big mm. and, you know large sizes so that you don't use as much so packaging. Economical. Yeah. And economical. what about ingredients? How do you formulate them? Do you have uh, everything a is biodegradable. Okay. Although we don't pay for the stamp. So in order to have biodegradable yeah. stamped on your product, you have to pay. It's such a tricky thing, isn't that that whole thing of certification? Yes. And actually if you know that you're doing it yourself and you can communicate that to the customer and they trust you. Yes. Actually you don't necessarily always need that to have external the certification. audit. 
Yes, um, because also it costs you money. And what and that's a also, business. I mean, the certification bodies are businesses at the is. end of the day. And yeah, you pay every year, yeah. no matter what you sell. Mm. And so we really, we're also associated very closely with WaterAid because mm. we think soap, so it's soap duper, and we think soap and water are very important. And there are so many communities around the world that don't have soap and water. Yeah. Basic access to Absolutely. basic Absolutely. I spend a lot of time hygiene. in East Africa, you as know. you know, and it's, yeah. yeah. And what I love about yes, it. I followed well, you, know, you on Instagram there. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm there a lot. And <laughs> yeah. I, I love taking my children there because they come back so appreciative of the fact that they can turn on a tap. Yes, the and conveniences. Get clean water. Yeah. And we and don't it's not just even a given. understand, right, how, what a struggle it is. Yeah, and completely. also lifting the burden for women. So women, Always women. Women go course. and fetch and carry the water and have to deal with it. and For miles. Yeah. So they're carrying, yeah. you know, buckets of water on their heads for miles, and then they can't go to school. So it's also that love. Let's emancipate women here, mm -hmm. right? Let's help them. Let's get soap and water to communities who need it. Emancipate women so women can go to school and get their education and rise, right? Because I really believe that women are the yeah. power of the world, but we're also a gentle power. Mm -hmm. And the world needs more gentle power right now. Absolutely. And I love that. And that's another expression that I love, which I think totally applies to you, is lift others as you rise. Yeah. Because we can all just yes. share it. And, yes, absolutely. And, and, and spread the love, which you're doing. So Sopa Duper is still yours? You're still involved? Yeah, we just, okay. we just launched. I mean, it's not even two years old yet. Okay. So it was October, I think, of 2016 that we launched first in Liberty. Mm. And um, and now we're rolling out. But the best place to get it really is on the website. Okay. And is it going global? Uh, well, I haven't had time yet to go global. Well, we haven't, you haven't had time no, because you've been very busy doing something else. Yes. Which is really possibly the ultimate in beauty industry disruption. And you've been described as kind of the Netflix of the beauty world in terms of changing the whole dynamic of how things are sold. And that is Beauty Pie. Yes. It's Tell the us fairy about tale, beauty. Liz. Okay. It's the fairy tale. This is the one that really your eyes are sparkling. Well, listen, I love Sopa Duper and I love Fip Flop. I mean, I ordered 12 pairs of shoes just a couple of weeks ago. I pretended I needed to wear a trial them to make sure that they all fit well. And of mm -hmm. course, they all fit well um, because there's a rigorous yeah. process by which they're all tested. But I still, I love all of them yeah. in different ways. But... But I Beauty Pie is a completely different concept. It's it not is just, a different concept. It is an amazing product range. And if you look in my bathroom here in the studios, you will find Beauty Pie products. But the whole... Ethos, ethos behind it yes. is, is a very different it's you know it's when you think about not compromising in your life and getting to the state of your career where you don't want to compromise on anything anymore mm -hmm. and what does then that mean and how would you then roll that out that for me is beauty pie i've always been very democratic and what i love the most i remember once with the bliss catalog i used to write the copy myself because I didn't know there were such things as copywriters and I thought it was actually quite fun until it got huge and there were 80 pages to write every month and that kind of was... I know what that feels like. Yes, it's, it's burdensome. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to be funny the whole time, so uh -huh. it was super burdensome. Um, and I remember someone writing to me and it was a, a girl, she, like a letter, right? Because mm. there wasn't email when we first started it. Mm. Or maybe there was, but it was quite rudimentary. So I get this letter from a girl in Boston who had taken apparently she was a student and she said I just wanted to write you a letter because I receive your catalog and I'm I'm a student and I can't afford to buy anything but I wanted to let you know that I read it on the train to school and 
I, it makes me feel really good and I laugh all the way there and it makes my day and I just wanted to let you know. And I remember getting that letter and thinking, this is why I do it. Yeah. For that kid who can't afford it, but I am but making her day. Mm -hmm. And so Beauty Pie is really, it's the fairy tale for every woman or every beauty product lover, especially luxury beauty products. And it's a fairy tale because you sell at cost price. We sell at cost of goods price to members who pay a membership fee, either monthly or annually. Mm. And there are limits to how much you can buy because yeah, you can't go and buy everything, everything, right? Because that wouldn't be fair. Yeah, or it would be like you can have one Spotify membership that works on everybody in your cities. You know, they wouldn't okay. be able to function. So we've worked it out where, and you'll know this also pro probably from your days. Mm. By the time the retailer takes that product. It costs 10 times as much as when it left the factory yeah. because you have to, and it's, it's nothing bad about brands, right? But they have to give 50% to the retailer yes. and then you have to give 40% to a distributor and then there's the overhead and then there's the shop fit and then there's all the other things that you have to pay for. And then you have 15% in marketing. And if you don't charge 10 times as much, mm. you can't actually pay your bills. No. So people end up buying products for 10 times more than they cost to make. And it used to be that you would align yourself with a brand because it identified you and it made you feel better about yourself. So if you had a certain kind of lipstick with a certain package or a certain brand on it, it, it identified you almost like a religion. But now in the new age, I really believe that it's your Instagram feed that identifies you. Of course, not everyone has their own magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are just identified by our Instagram feeds, but that's what matters to us, not the brand on our lipstick. Yeah, yeah. So if you can have the exact same luxury, Italian, beautiful formula, high quality, beautifully and simply packaged, we package mm. things so that hopefully one day they'll get recycled because right now there's not a lot it's of- It's very hard, isn't it? It's incredibly hard. But if you could have that same product as the next brand offers, but for a 10th of the price, yeah. why wouldn't you? And it is, it is really unbelievable value but your messaging to say this is literally what the product cost how has that gone down in the beauty world because I imagine there are some seriously unhappy CEOs of major beauty brands you know it's interesting because they've all linked in with me so I don't I don't no one has sent me a message um you haven't been barred from conferences and things no no persona non grata oh, I, Marcia, she can't can't come in now no, you know she can't be part of our club because she's i was worried about put the spotlight it the on pricing which yeah. is such a contentious issue I, I was worried i thought you know you know when you have that moment like oh i can't do this i mm. can't do this people are going to really be yeah but it's upset. a different way of buying it you know you don't have retail stores no you don't have you know, bricks and mortar where people can come and play with products. How do they feel about buying things online? It's tricky buying a lipstick that you haven't actually tested. Sure. Well, we do as much swatching as we can okay. you know, yeah. so that people can see what this might look like on their skin tone. We put it on models and take pictures of it mm. on different skin tones. Yeah. And frankly, if you buy a lipstick and it costs you £2.36 instead of £36, and it doesn't if it's work not exactly for you, the right shade, you give it to a friend. You kind of don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's kind of great because you can also be Santa Claus for everybody who gets yeah. your cast offs. And then, I mean, where it comes, the huge savings, right, are yeah. anti-aging skincare, yeah. vitamin C, mm. the real, you know, Well, I, I've been testing stuff. a lot of your um, retinol 
products. Don't you love it? Well, you know, retinol for me is a new thing. And in fact, we've written about it in the autumn issue of Lizelle Wellbeing because they've been this sort of strange unknown. I think for me, I think professional beauty therapists have known about it. And you've got the sort of the prescribed doctor products. And because my skin was always very dry and sensitive, I was always very wary. Whereas I've got girlfriends who were acne prone or very oily skin who've grown up on retinol. And their skin, actually, they are remarkably unlined as they've aged because they started off with a teenage problem that was, you know, product that was given to them for a problem. And they've just carried on and their skin has continued to age really well as a result. Yes. So uh, I was really fascinated and with my team here, we've actually been trialling lots and I have to say the Beauty Pie ones came out really well. Very incredible. And the textures are very good. And so where do you get things made? That particular retinol product and and the other, so there are three, there's a serum, a night cream and an eye cream and they're made in one of my favourite labs in Switzerland. Really? Yes. A lot of good stuff coming out of Switzerland in the beauty, for skincare particularly, high-end skincare. Um, There's nobody that beats it really. I don't know what they're doing. You know, it's the planets align. It's Mm -hmm. a planets aligning at a certain place over Switzerland. Maybe it's the longitude and latitudal point. There must must be be a ley line running through the Alps, I think, to do with skin. Super efficient. Right? I'm and, sure. And it's about technology yes. and efficiency and texture. And the standards are very high mm. and they're quite serious, right? Mm. So that might be it. Whereas the Korean stuff, so Korean skincare will be more kitsch. It's going to be more new. It's going to be a little bit probably um, newer textures and more more bells and whistles. Okay. Because that's what Korea is like. And then Japanese skincare is going to be very fine and refined. And do you buy from all these different places? Do you have ingredients and technology? This is the beauty of the pie. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's so fun, Liz. You can't even imagine. I I, I do follow you on Instagram and I do love it when I see pictures of your bathroom or your your shelf. And you're you're just surrounded by endless bottles and potions and testing. How do you test it all? Well, you know, you try something once and then you can quickly eliminate whether or not. Right. And then you you bring it down. The things that you tend to reach for every day Mm. and finish, those go in. Totally. Yeah. So if if there's something where you kind of use a bit of it, then you just don't bother. Mm -hmm. It's meh. Well, what should, you know, the the beauty of it and, you know, it's interesting, again, how the beauty industry normally works is you would pick a price for something. You think, well, this cream will sell at about this price. And then you'd work backwards backwards. Mm -hmm. to create it to make sure that it wasn't more than a tenth or else you can't pay your bills. I don't. Doesn't matter to to you because whatever it costs is what your people are going to pay. And if it's twelve pounds versus twelve pounds thirty four versus thirteen pounds seventeen, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Just make the does best. It? You just make the best. So somebody would buy it for thirteen seventeen rather than buying it for one hundred and thirty seven. Yeah, and so, skincare we know in you know those very high high end skincare it brands. Is expensive. I mean, we have and I, I, so also these labs also often will show this different brands the same thing so mm. they have collections which is why you get themes coming all at the same because time everybody's, everybody's doing snow algae at the same time yeah, right everybody's doing it. jeju mm. remember What's the jeju well jeju is an island in in south korea which ha- is a volcanic island which has you know the volcanic um sort of like the ash. ash and then they also have a lot of aloe and different ingredients that grow on jeju and it's known as the purest place in the world i must go yes well one lab you must you must report on jeju totally and please include <laughs> our jeju cream i will and take our it with me yes which the jeju ingredients were picked up by a particular lab which is an excellent lab in mm. switzerland and they presented jeju to 
probably quite a lot of brands and it looks like at one point every brand picked up these Jeju products yeah. which were very similar so they might have six and I'll I'll go in and I will try them mm. and if I think these are world class and I would be delighted to pay not only the beauty pie price for them which might be 11 pounds but the retail which might be 80 yeah then I'll put them in the line mm -hmm. and we might end up with two or three products from the six that they show right what I think is mm -hmm. really the best other people might end up with the other three sure but it's all the same yeah and maybe you change the fragrance yeah so we do a little tweak maybe to personalize it yes mm -hmm. But so what, what, what are you seeing now that's new? What's really exciting you? Because you oh, must see new things all the time. We do. There's a lot of different vitamin C's that are coming out, mixtures of vitamin C's. Are they stable? Can you stabilize them in green? You can. There's also freeze-dried vitamin C. We've got encapsulated vitamin C that's amazing. Okay. So these little capsules that are 10% stable vitamin C in a, like a break-open mm -hmm. individual-use capsule, which is biodegradable. Perfect. It's made out of algae. So Love very it. important for us. In a glass <laughs> Right. So that's also fully recyclable. Yep. Um, that hyaluronic acid in different weights together. That's an interesting... Really. So you, you're moisturizing the outside of the skin yeah. and then the second layer. And then you've got one that really deeply penetrates. And yep. that just plumps your face up. So mm -hmm. we have capsules of that. And then we also have a 4D hyaluronic acid serum coming from a lab across the lake from the other lab in Switzerland. Gosh. So, and do you keep all these things current or do you discontinue? How does it work? If somebody finds a favorite product, because that's always a great annoyance for me, oh. that you go back to the counter and actually, oh yeah. no, we, we've got something much better now. We don't, we don't do that anymore. That's... It's, this is the difficult part because mm. people love newness. Yeah. So what we say to people, and we're trying to figure this out. This mm. is something we're navigating. You know, as a pretty new business, people want to buy a lot of something that they like. But we have monthly limits because we can't, we can't afford to keep 400 products in stock at all times sure. without any kind of buying limit when you're not paying any markup. Yes. Because, that. Yeah. you know, it's just a bit when you start to do the math, it just doesn't work. So we have to bring certain things in and let go of other things, mm. which is very difficult. So do you let people know? No. Maybe that's the thing. It's You're just right, to say. Should. What an excellent idea. We'll, we'll, Could we, you we'll, come we'll, in and consult? <laughs> we're going to be discontinuing <laughs> at some point. Yes. So for we those who love should. it. We probably should. Because skincare, for instance, everything has four and a half, five star ratings. Yeah. But some of them just have to go. Yeah, because to, we need to, make, to bring newness. Make room for the new. Mm. But you don't want to let them go because you know there are people who are loving these things. Yeah. So you're right. We should email. Maybe this, these are going away. Last chance. <laughs> yeah, know, maybe a last chance. Don't, don't miss. But if people have limits and they've already used their limits, then they're going to be, you know. So well, we have can, to do can, something where we... Buy, or yeah, maybe, maybe you the extend limit the limit for, just yes, for, for, for special items. Or... To let them get these additional things. And do you and, think um, other people will follow your model? Or you, I mean, you're so far ahead in oof, the market doing this. It's also do you have really on your... hard work. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's quite tough. And the, I think we're able to do this because I can do so many of these jobs myself. Yes. And we're... We're not billing me back. Right. So this is like my labor. Feeling. Yeah, it's my labor of love. But yes. if they had to hire me yes. in the eight different positions that I do, yep. then we wouldn't be able to offer these prices yeah. because it's just not viable, mm. um, especially for a startup. So we, we need the breadth of product, mm -hmm. but then the copy, the marketing, the, all of these And do you ship internationally? Things. I mean, do you see this as a global brand? Is that your vision? Eventually. So currently we ship in the US and the UK. Mm-hmm. And the UK is our bigger market. 
interestingly, because I think because we're here. Yes. But we do have a warehouse in the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. um, it just takes a little bit longer, I think, to penetrate because it's such a huge place. But I remember back in February after we launched, and we launched in December of nine, or 2016. Yeah. I remember in February reading a review from somebody who was in something, something Michigan and thinking, oh, we made it in America. If you can make it to something, something yes. Michigan by your third month, yes. you have infiltrated. That's, that's good going. It just lets you know, like, this idea is global. It has legs and it travels. And women mm. everywhere will love it because if Felicity in whatever Michigan town I have not heard of and I'm well-traveled mm. is already on the pie. Yeah. This is big and it's really exciting. Your, your excitement is really contagious. It's really infectious. And I think I remember interviewing the late, great Anita Roddick oh. many years ago. And she was this like whirling dervish of massive black curly hair and whizzing around her office down in Littlehampton and would never sit still for a nanosecond. And she turned to me once and she and I said, how do you do everything you do? Because I was, I don't know, about 22, junior writer. And she said, Liz, she said, passion persuades. You know, if you love what you do, you are just so passionate about it and you will bring people with you and that gives you the energy to carry on. And, you know, you clearly have the passion. Oh, I love it. For beauty. I pie. love it. And, you know, what's so wonderful is there's no compromising. You don't have to fake. There's no faking. Yeah. There's no saying this is worth X when it really cost Y and being truthful and transparent yeah. and at the same time being able to source the best which is just fun because mm. I get all this stuff kind of for free although I am a paying member believe it I do I pay and I, I experience it like so a that you customer. go through the customer journey yeah. yeah really important but it's the fairy tale for them it's the mm. fairy tale for me you know it's how you want to yeah. go out really and then in in real life when the fairy tale is comes home, yeah. how do you manage this? And I know this is, it's a kind of, it's an annoying question because it's a question that nobody asks top senior male executives. You know, how do you juggle? Yes. How do you manage to do it do all? Do you have it you know? all? Yes. <laughs> but you know, you are a wife and mom. You have got boys at home. What are your tips and secrets to, to people thinking, oh my goodness, she, you know, this is a world dominating woman. How does she then manage to bring her own health and well-being and lifestyle into, back into family life every day? So I have an incredible nanny slash housekeeper that has been with us for 11 years who cooks, grocery shops, now arranges flowers based oh on goodness. some things that she's seen <laughs> yes. on your Instagram. Oh, I love my flower arranging. I, I, I tend to arrange flowers on the farm on a Sunday and that's that's usually my Sunday post. Oh, yeah, but it's good. You oh, know, thank you. I, I should I think of you next Sunday. that I will never be you. And well, I'm, I will never be you. My and goodness. that's okay. Yeah. That's how I do it. I say, you know what? This part, I have to delegate it and let other people be much better at it. I'm not really even going to try. I did try and make pad thai once about three weeks ago. I went to the grocery store. I mean, just finding my way through the produce department. It was a battle. Yeah. I think that's really true. Just playing to your strengths. Yeah. And, and just it's accepting okay. that we can't do it all. Yes. And, and you know, when people say, you know, is it possible to have it all? I say, well, it depends what your all is. Yes. You yes. know, for me, it's as long as most things are right most of the time and everybody's happy. That's... Yeah. And you're doing what you love and you're yeah. stimulated, right? Because it's about being able to live every day feeling like there's a purpose. I'm happy doing this. This is mm. making, you know, making me better and making me evolve mm. right and mm. I know that I will never be great at 
anything that you do. Oh, that's such a lie. It, no, <laughs> that's, but not, you, that's not true. Yeah, no, it's true. And I, I'm completely okay with admiring the skills and talents of other people and just being good at what I do. Well, I always say, and I'm sure you will probably agree with this, is so much of it is teamwork. Yes. And I think when you are a, a brand founder, and particularly if your name is on something, people can so often assume that it's just you. Yes. And, you know, without a great team, yeah. things oh, just don't nothing. happen. You're so nothing it's and really you're nobody. It's so true, right? To invest in your team, and that includes your home team. Yes, home team, as, as, work as, as team. As well as work team. Yeah. Yes. So for the future, more Beauty Pie, is that where you're focus and energy is going or do you have moment. yet another brand I have one sleeve? more idea and when it comes to fruition I will be back because oh my goodness. I think it could be right up your alley and I'll tell you after okay. we turn this off when because it's a, off. it's a secret but I think you'll kind of love it I'm so looking forward to hearing yeah. Marcia it's such a joy to have you it's such a joy to be thank here you. and meet you finally thank you thank you so much well that really is all we have time for today now as always you can find the resources and the links to pretty much everything we've mentioned today in the show at lizellwellbeing.com I'm going to be asking Marcia for pictures for links so it's really going to be a little snippet that you will want to download and take a look at and don't forget you can also sign up to our free weekly newsletter you can subscribe to ensure that the next episode is downloaded safely and if you fancy it do please take a moment to leave a review as it really does help other people find the show so until the next time we meet go well softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.